0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: A lot of the other teams that were recruiting me were, you know, were saying, oh, Xavier we'll say might not be there, and, and he's still there. I take it personal uh, every time I play the Cowboys. From here on, the rest of my career, man, DJ is the guy, man.
0: Welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, listen, the name says, says it all. So if you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on an Apple Podcasts. No four stars, no three stars, but make sure you leave us a five-star rating. But check this out. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just go visit youtube.com slash Covered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get this show right away. Pat P., Another big-time show.
2: What are we going to cover in this episode? Yo, Mac, we're going to cover up the Vikes mini camp. I Ooh. know all the Skull Nation want to hear about that. Yes, sir. I want to hear about that. Also, we got a big-time safety out of the Big Apple. <laughs> yes, sir. He, he he went to my the rival school that I, I really don't like saying their name. But then... Don't you say that, Mac. Don't Road you say time. that. Hey, you. when
0: we have a Miami hurricane on, you always saying what I don't want to say. So, all right. You're right <laughs> and no phone. The rabbit got the gun.
2: Ka-pow. <laughs> but anyway, Big Apple, we got one of your very own, Xavier McKinney, here joining the show. If you want to hear what we're talking about, don't go nowhere. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. New York Giants, stand up.
0: First quarter of the show. It's time to chop it up. You guys know how we roll. And during this Chopping It Up segment, we're going to talk about vaccinations in the NFL. Yeah, Big news coming from the NFL last week, Uh, definitely a hot button topic uh, regarding vaccinations. And they're not trying to make players, you know, get vaccinated. They're not forcing the issue. But I can tell you this much, life for players that are vaccinated is much different than players that are not vaccinated. Let me give you guys some insight if you're not already aware of the new rules and regulations for players that do get the vaccine and for players that don't get the vaccine. If you're vaccinated, uh, no daily testing required, masks not required at club facility or during team travel, no physical distancing required. You may eat in the cafeteria. That's important. Getting your nourishment, no travel (laughs) restrictions, no quarantine after COVID exposure. Now, if you're not fully vaccinated, you must get tested every day. You must wear a mask every day. Every day. You must remain Everywhere. physically distant. You must quarantine 16. after COVID exposure and you will have travel and restrictions and you can't even go home during your bye week. So Pat P, you don't have to reveal if you have been vaccinated or I'm not. I'm vaccinated, man. Okay, well hey, well, hey, you're vaccinated. Did you Did you have any issues when you got vaccinated? Like, man, were, were know, you down no. bad? I was perfectly fine, man. I felt you were normal. Yeah, Yeah. normal, man. Okay. So let me tell you, let me ask you this question, Pat P. How for teams, let's say, you know, how difficult could it be? Granted, this is your first rodeo with these new protocols in place, but how difficult could it be if you have 20% of the team vaccinated and the others, the other 80% is not vaccinated? Like what what are some of the hurdles that could arise for
2: guys uh for team wise you know if you don't have the majority of the guys vaccinated I just feel like you know if you're not vaccinated like you said it's, it's just, you're just living in a different world first and foremost you know what I mean I just think you know why go through those same why put yourself at risk of going through that again you know what I mean the you know everybody have their different views on the on the covid right you know on the on the shot you know um you know no 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 matter which brand it is everybody have their different views but at the end of the day if we all in this and and trying to win a championship and win, if it's a very small percentage of those those shots affecting people why not put yourself in the best position possible to win a championship you know if that's what you you know have a desire of doing, because, you know, for me, I hate wearing the mask, honestly, although I feel like this was one of my healthiest years, um, you know, in my NFL career, as far as seasonal sinuses or just getting just a normal cold um, by wearing the mask. But at the end of the day, that stuff is, you know, it's hard to breathe, you know, you just feel just very disoriented, you know, yep. by having it on. So and if you do have the shots, you almost can have a, you know, a free life all over again. So. To me, I got, you know, a greater risk of not passing it on to my family members. Two, you know, I can be normal again. I don't have to wear the mask. I don't have to worry about getting tested every day, because that's a hassle too. You know, that that changes, you know, everything. Say, friends, you running late one day. You still got to get tested before you run in the building. If you're going to run late one of those days out of that long season that we plan on having. So I'd rather just, for me personally, I'd rather just nip all that in the bud, get tested, so I can get back to a normal schedule program.
0: Yeah, and and you know, Coach Zimmer weighed in on this topic as well. Your new head coach, Mike Zimmer, the unvaccinated players are going to have a harder time in the season. They're going to be wearing masks. They're going to have to sh- social distance. Uh, They'll have daily testings. They won't be able to go home for the bye week. They have to come back here and test every day. When we go on the road, they won't be able to go out to dinner with anybody. They have to travel on different buses. Wow, I didn't know that. they had have to travel on different buses, travel on planes differently. A lot of the meetings will be virtual like this. Wow. So there is a different life for players that will not be vaccinated. Travel on different buses. So it's almost like you're not necessarily 100% part of the team. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also, too, when you talk about the chemistry, I mean, that's the thing, too, you have to worry about. And I tell people this all the time. Championship teams that win championships, they're not necessarily always the best team. But – they're the healthiest team. They were the luckiest team. And when you talk about this upcoming NFL team, uh, up, upcoming NFL season, I'm sorry. One thing you better you better believe, the healthiest team will yeah. get to the championship and the team that has the least to worry about regarding COVID will get to the championship as well. And play everything else, definitely, that's a, that plays a big part. But you got to be healthy when it comes to uh, trying to get the championship. Look, look at the NBA. I mean, heck, if Brooklyn was healthy, it's safe to say, you know, we all would agree that they would have had a legit shot, a legit chance to get to the championship. So um, hopefully, you know, everyone, you know, feels comfortable. Because I know Cole Beasley spoke out and said he's not taking the vaccine. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a major contributor to their offense. And like you said, what happens if something he gets get around – Uh, Someone who's been exposed to the virus. Now he has to sit back. You know, what if it's a big divisional ball game? He can't play. What if some of the other wide receivers don't get vaccinated as well? They can't play. Now you go in a game against the Patriots or or, or the Dolphins shorthanded, and regardless, a loss is going to be a loss, regardless of who's not suited up or not. So uh, this is something we definitely need to weigh in and continue to monitor. Uh, But it seems like there are a lot of Viking players that are you know, buying into whatever they, they need to do uh, to be where they need to be. So that's a good sign for the your new team as well. As you stated, you've been vaccinated, you feel pretty good, no issues, uh, you know. So that's a plus. So we got to continue to pay attention to this situation with the NFL. Now it's time for school check-in. I like how that sounds. School
2: check-in. School check-in. check-in.
0: Viking fans love this part of the show and we love you guys for supporting what we do and support our very own Pat P and talking about support, man, y'all make sure y'all go get Pat P's Jersey. It's out right now. I got mine in the background, hanging in the background. Y'all go get that Pat P number seven. That white one is smooth. That white, that white boy. If y'all can come out in that all white, white top, white bottom, that might be
2: real, real decent.
0: All white socks showing no purple. I like that. But yeah, Pat P Jersey is Y'all make sure y'all go support my guy. And heck, man, he who knows, man? Y'all might, might get it signed one day. He might go ahead and sign that number seven one day for you guys. He's out right now in stores. Make sure you go get his jersey. Uh, but before we get into the, the 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 thick of things, you guys just had minicamp. We definitely want to uh, talk about something that just happened. Vikings rookie defensive tackle Jalen Twyman is expected to make a full rec- four times. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, informed uh, Adam Schefter, and the Vikings have been informed as well. Uh, Twyman's gunshot wounds were uh, described by Rosenhaus as superficial uh, exit wounds. Uh, They were sustained inside a vehicle while he was visiting his aunt in Washington, D.C. The x-rays were all negative. Uh, He won't need any surgery. Uh, Twyman simply was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And talking to him today, he's he's going to be okay. That's all that matters, Rosenhaus said via Adam Schefter. We're thankful he's okay. He will make a full recovery. Some devastating news, number one, to hear a player go through that. But the positive, it sounds like he will be okay. And he will be able to uh, uh, continue his career on and off the football field. Uh, and, you know, the rookies were just with you guys. Last yeah. week, you know what I mean? And I know you don't you don't necessarily uh you didn't get a chance to really know uh Jalen that much, but he's a part of the defense. And you said instantly when you saw his face, you knew exactly who it was. So clearly he he did something to stick out to you. But what are your thoughts hearing this about
2: one of your new teammates with the Vikings? You know, devastating news, and you see, you know, any anybody, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, especially visiting a family member just to, you know, stop by or say hello or yeah, exactly. whatever the case may have been, but um, you know, I haven't seen, like you said, I haven't seen much you know, of him throughout many camps and OTAs, um, but I know exactly who he is. You know, it, it definitely, my heart go out to uh, him and his family, Yeah, and uh, hopefully he, uh, he has a, a speedy recovery coming up here pretty soon.
0: No question, no question. I hate that we had to start off our school check in with a bit of uh, some negative news, but happy and thankful, like you said, knowing that uh, Jalen will make a full recovery. And you just got to be careful. You know, every day you wake up, understand it's a great day to be alive because someone didn't get an opportunity to say that today. But in some positive news regarding the Minnesota Vikings, they just completed minicamp. Number one, the first positive to come from minicamp, no injuries. Everyone was doing what they're supposed to do. They got a chance to get on the grass, move around, make some plays, communicate, get off the grass, scot-free, no injuries. That's the plus. The second big-time plus, one of your big contributors on the defensive end, a guy that everyone was hoping to see show up at minicamp, Daniel Hunter, he was there. He agrees to restructure his deal. Uh, Having a guy like Hunter back in the lineup, Pat P, he's an LSU alum as well. Uh, you're older than him. You get a chance to play with him at LSU. But seeing what he's been able to do in the National Football League, uh, especially the last two seasons, he's a first team All-Pro in 2019, second team All-Pro in 2018. Uh, the last two seasons, he's combined for 29 sacks, the youngest player to ever reach 50 sacks. He's happy. He has new money. Uh, he's healthy, most importantly. Uh, how huge was it to see uh, Daniel Hunter right back on the field with you guys
2: last week during minicamp. Man, it was great to see Daniel back, um, looking better than ever. You know, right. that my first opportunity of see, uh, uh, seeing him, you know, not up in person, but we played him a couple of times up until this point, um, the preseason. I think we played him in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, and 19 preseason as well. But to see him up in person is uh is definitely, he, he looks like a, uh, uh, Javon Curse a little bit as far as mm-hmm. his body, stature, how cut up he is and yeah. how, uh, how freakish of an athlete that he is and the, uh, the body structure that he has. It's definitely um, a pleasure to be um, on his side now watching him rush that pass making my job a lot easier to, uh, to defend passes. So, um, like you said, the, the main Camp OTAs, the energy's been great, the vibe's been great, continuity's been there. Um, now just going to be on us on, on, on staying healthy and going out there, putting in the work and putting
0: in the work, you guys made a, another addition to your defense. You know, a few weeks ago uh, we talked about Breland being added to the secondary. You brought in another savvy vet, 2013, first round draft pick defensive rookie of the year, who previously, uh, previously played with the Vikings in 2018, Sheldon Richardson. Uh, he's now a part of the team as well. Just talk about what he brings to the table. Another experienced guy that has been known to be a difference maker at certain points in his career. He, you add him to the defensive front. You know what, what are your thoughts about that addition as well? Because like you said, when they put pressure on the quarterbacks, that make your job easy. Yeah. Easier, to say the right. least. You know what I mean? Right. And when you're able to do that, that's when you get... Passes thrown directly at you. So hearing the news that you guys added Sheldon Richardson,
2: uh, what does that mean to you, Pat Pete? Man, you know as well as anybody, this Initially, you can't have enough corners, and you can't have enough defensive line. You Agreed. Know, you, have, you have to have people that can cover cover receivers. You have to be able to have guys that's able to make the quarterback life um, a living hell. And I believe we have that chemistry. We have that formula um, per se. So you know, Sheldon, it was a great pickup for us. Add nothing but depth to this defensive line Mm stop that we already have. The table is made for us. Now it's our turn to go out there and and feast. I'm going
0: to tell you this much. I'm looking at the defensive depth chart, the defensive depth chart right now. You got Hunter. You got Michael Pierce, Dalvin, DJ. You got Nick. You got Eric Kendricks, Barr, Dantzler, Harrison Smith, Xavier Woods, Pat Peterson. Now listen, that's the starting lineup right there. That's a starting yeah. lineup right there. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, look, man, if you guys stay healthy, especially not knowing the status of the ultimate foe in your division yep. in Aaron Rodgers, like not knowing the status, if he's going to go, you know, to Hawaii forever, or if he's going to go host Jeopardy mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. That defense right there, what, what time I said it was, Pat P? Ass cutting time. No time. question. And then you got Sheldon Richardson on the two deep. I love Chad Surratt coming out of North Carolina. How did, how's he looking? Uh, he, he was an athletic. Remember, Chad Surratt used to play quarterback. Quarterback yeah. turned linebacker at North Carolina. I think you guys selected Chad Surratt in the fourth round. How, yeah. how, have you seen anything from Chad Surratt?
2: Um, I feel like he's been having a great OTAs minicamp, like you alluded to. Uh, very versatile, uh, and a very athletic guy who's playing linebacker. Um, so. I think I'm looking forward to him having a big year for us this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I love you guys.
0: Also, you got Janoris Robinson from the show. He's yeah, of part of the two
2: deep as well. How how has he been looking? He's been looking real good. Mm-hmm. You know, been uh, seeing him very intimately throughout practices. But you know, like like I said, we got a lot of guys that can get after the ball, and this and this team and the guys on this team seem very focused, and very dialed in, and honed in on their responsibility, making sure that they're not the the weak link. Um, on this defense or on this team as yeah. a whole. I love it. I mean, I, on on
0: paper, that defense looked real good. And we know what your offense have. You know what I mean? We look at the 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 stars on the offensive of end. So this could be a special year for the Vikings. Let's throw that out in the universe and allow that to manifest. And a lot of these guys are putting work because I am a Viking fan right now. So if the Vikings get to the Super Bowl, I don't have no hard feelings. <laughs> I would probably... No, know probably, I will be there in La La Land. Yes, sir. With, with my guy, with my number seven, and make sure y'all go get that number seven. Get that you, know Let me get the
2: white one for you. Get
0: yeah, that get white. that seven, get the white one. Y'all make sure y'all get the Vikings gear. It's gonna be a fun season, y'all. Hey, and right now the train, they got room on the train. So when the train get the rolling, don't try to jump on there, it might be a little too late. It's gonna be a fun year. Now it's time to transition to Has Pat Heard? But before we get to Pat, Has Pat Heard, guys, make sure you stay tuned with us because after halftime, New York Giants fans, you don't want to miss this outstanding conversation we have for you guys uh, involving Xavier McKinney. He has a lot to say about his career. So far, the expectations for the New York Giants and Daniel Jones, so stay tuned with us. But before we get to halftime, Has Pat Heard? Pat's record so far, out of 62 questions... He's gotten 41 correct. 66%. He's shooting better than Ben Simmons at the free throw line. Dang, Eric, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say
2: that. Hey, man, I can miss half of that and still be better.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Our producer, Eric, he loves Ben Simmons to death, and it's been a tough, tough day for him. It's going to be a tough offseason for him, but it is what it is. But Pat P didn't have a great week, a good week last week. He was one of three. Out of three questions, he got one. Correct. So let's see what he has for us today. We've been getting big-time questions from our listeners and our viewers because they love this part of the show, and they try to stomp Pat P. First question for you. Who will be on the cover of Madden 22? Either he don't know it or he froze on us. I'm here. Oh, you're here. you back. He back. i Brady Pat Mahomes. Ah, uh, dang. We got to go to the committee. That, 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 that freeze might have gave him an opportunity to look it up. We don't what know. What
2: we froze, gotta... man? Eric is the producer. What froze? What you talking about? Huh? You froze on us. I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. Yeah, okay. Tom Brady, Brady, Pat
0: Mahomes. There's an asterisk on that one, but okay, we'll give you that one. (laughs) Next question for you then. Since you're feeling good and you just stole one on us, which NFL player would be a growth and engagement advisor for NASCAR? Froze again. Mm -hmm. No, you ain't. uh (laughs) we we (laughs) We
2: see your eyes blinking. Uh... Damn, I don't know that one. Alvin Kamara, he'll be
0: really? a growth. Yes, yes. Just re- recently, uh, uh, you know, announced. I think a day or so ago, growth and engagement advisor. I don't know what that role is, but he will be working with NASCAR. I said he got his own office and his own key card. Next question for you, John Rom, friend of the show. We had John Rom during on during the football season. If you guys missed that episode, it's definitely in your feed. We actually had John Rom. Freestyle, not freestyle, but rap, some Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, that's his favorite rapper, if I'm not mistaken. So check that uh, episode out. But he captured his first major by winning the U.S. Open. Pat P., you better know this one. What did he finish in the tournament?
2: What, what place? Uh, like, what did he shoot or uh, what did he shoot for the day? Like, what, 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 what question we need to be answered? Okay, I'm sorry, you want to get technical. Where did he? Okay, what place did he finish? He finished first. He shot four. What, fi-
0: what was the final
2: score? Uh, what was his under. final? Six under. Okay. And he was four under on the day. You, oh, okay. Well, you got every okay. So that
0: <laughs> listen, you 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 got a, a mm, now I'm not gonna say two right.
2: Yeah, you got, got one and a half right because right, that first
0: that Madden question you froze on us. And we don't know where you went. Mm. Talk, speaking of John Rom, who was phenomenal had an outstanding performance.
2: What are your takeaways from the U.S. Open and his victory? Man, John just stayed steady. You know, he was never like, he was always in the in the upper echelon as far as the score, uh, the leaderboard, as far as top 20. I don't think he ever fell anywhere lower than that, but he didn't play amazingly, like none of the three ga- three days uh, prior to Sunday. You mm-hmm. know, it was a Sunday he just turned it on, made putts when he needed to make putts. And a lot of guys, I won't say they handed over the tournament, but a lot of guys hit some shots that you would never see like crows hit in those moments. Like Louie putting the ball in the in the junk. I believe that was on 17, if I'm not mistaken. You know, my man, Russell, not able to to, to kind of pull it through who was able, who was playing solid, but playing a little shaky uh, Saturday, holding on. Who else was up there? Bryson taking the eight. I think it was an eight or a seven on a hole. So you know, a lot of things felt John way, but at the same time, like I said, John just stayed steady. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. make any mistakes. You know, he made the putts that he needed to make. He hit, he hit uh, a bunch of fairways. And he just did what he needed to do to close out that, uh, that awesome U.S. opening. Uh, U.S. Opening.
0: Hey, outstanding. Outstanding day for John Rahm. Uh, like I said, friend of the show. Uh, we love to see our guests go out and do what they're supposed to do because we kind of believe we're, you know, that rabbit's foot. From time to time. So, shout out to John Rom, uh, winning the major this past weekend. Now it's time to transition to seven questions. Seven, que- seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listener and viewer. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a five star, uh, leave a question attached to a five star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. This question comes from Tyler underscore full who's a big time uh uh, rams fan by the way shout out to tyler thank you for this question this question is for you pat p which cornerback in the nfl would you like to have to like to see come out of retirement and play alongside you in today's nfl and why
2: um it'll be prime for sure just because you know prime didn't have you know, the things that he that he was able that that we have today as far as the social media. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to see just Prime just interact with with fans on social media or how much bigger his brand could be. You was, know what I mean? Man. His brand is it speaks for itself. You hey, know, yo, speaking
0: of that, could you imagine what Prime's story would look like every Sunday leading up to the game or just the week of? You know what I mean? His story time would probably be phenomenal. That would be must see IG story viewing if Prime was available playing like you said in today's game, because I think his story would be phenomenal, entertaining and think about the bag too, Pat P that Prime would be able to uh, 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 receive. Cause you know, Prime was was making big time money in a time where corners wasn't really get paid like that. And you know what corners are getting paid right. now. So with his personality right. and the way he balled out. Whew.
2: Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be prime hands down. And not only from that aspect, but you know, the knowledge that that he have and will be able to share on. Like Champ Bailey alluded to, you yeah. know, when they, they had an opportunity, when he had an opportunity to play at Prime um, in Washington for that, I think he said, what, a year, mm-hmm. a year and a half maybe, or something like that. But uh, Prime would definitely be my guy who I would want to come out of retirement. What about you, Matt? Oh, i will probably go Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Mel Blunt, you know, changed the
0: game in an era where they didn't really throw the football a lot. But yeah. just imagine if he played in this era where they consistently thrown it. The numbers. What he
2: said he said he'd have two picks a game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he said that with confidence. Like I have two picks a game. And with his size and his speed. Man, now I don't know if he would have been able to do what he was doing because you know they changed the rules because of uh of, of how dominant he w- was. But maybe, yeah, I go Mel Blunt. Mel I like, Blunt sure. I, I, that's
2: not a bad, that's not a bad choice either. I like Mel. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely Thank you, Tyler. For uh, for us uh, for us DBs for sure. Say it again. He definitely changed the game for us DBs and uh uh for receivers for sure. Oh no question. Big, big time
0: question come from Tyler underscore fordrum. Thank you for that question. Like I said, if you'd like to have your question uh show up in our show, you know what to do. Leave a five star review attached to your question and we may get to it. Before we get to halftime, it's time for shout outs. We also want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at allthingscoveredpod. Each week we give clues for our next guest and the first person to guess correctly, they will get a follow and a shout out on the pod. So we have to shout out Billy Holdley, Billy Holdley for correctly guessing Roll last week. Shout out to Billy. Thank you uh, for, for guessing correctly and we gave you a shout out and we will follow you. Again, follow us at all things covered pod for the very best content from the show. Now it's halftime for us, giant fans. Like I said, we got a special guest for you guys. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll be joined by Xavier McKinney, second year safety for the New York Giants, coming out of Roll Tide. Stay tuned
2: Ladies and
0: gents, we are back from halftime. You guys know how we roll. We go into halftime, we make a few adjustments, we hydrate Pat P, he might eat some oranges or something like that. I'm gonna put my headphones in, get some new tunes to get ready to go for the second half. So we back on the football field. We needed to add a dynamic player to the secondary. Pat P, he's at one corner, I'm at the other corner. We had to add a dynamic safety. Giant fans, G-Men stand up. Giants in the building. We got a treat for you guys. Young stud, young bull that will be commanding the secondary for you guys in year two. New York Giants safety. Like I said, he's entering his second season in the National Football League. Former second round pick out of Alabama. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. The same name, McKinney15 underscore Xavier McKinney. Second year talented safety for the New York Giants. Joining us here all things covered. Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden,
1: X-Man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, man. I, I've been watching the show. Been wanting to get on, man. You reached out, so I'm glad to uh, finally be on here one time, man. We appreciate. Yeah, we definitely you. happy to have you on. Yes, sir. Yeah. We appreciate you
2: joining
0: us. You know, you and Pat Peek got the SEC ties. We all have the same ties of playing in the secondary. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. You know, for you, uh, a talented player, you know, a high school player, a lot of recruited experts uh, predict, predicted that you would choose Clemson over everybody else, but you decided yeah. to go with the Crimson Tide. You know, how close were you to signing with Clemson and why did you decide, decide to go uh, to Alabama?
1: Yeah, man, it was uh it was it was a tough one. Um, the day, so I went to the Under Armour game and actually the, the day that I was supposed to, you know, commit out on the TV, uh, earlier in the day, I was I was saying Clemson, um, and that was kind of that's what I was going with at first, and then kind of last second, uh, I just switched and I said Bama, uh, and I told you know the the production people, the TV people, um, and for me, uh, you know, I had a couple teammates on my on my high school team at the time that were going to Clemson also, um, but I just didn't I didn't really want to kind of follow uh, you know their 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 footsteps. Uh, I kind of wanted to go in my own direction, so. I uh, just made that switch over. Um, my family loved it. I love the choice. Obviously it was a great decision for me. And you know, we we, we rolled with it. We went with it. Uh, but it was, it was close, man. It was like it was down to the wire because uh it was really showing love. You know, I got a lot, a lot of love for them still. Um, mm-hmm. you know, their coaches showed me a lot of love. So um, you know, it was tough. But you know, at the end of the day, I was I was happy with the decision that I made. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely I th- I think the, the
2: decision you made definitely ended up paying out for you. <laughs> what was it like stepping into a situation with so much talent around you around you, finding a way to contribute to the team's success your freshman year?
1: It was definitely different, man. Uh cause when you know I, I was I was the big dog in high school. Everybody, you know, when you when you were in high school, everybody the big dog. So you kind of used to, you know, being that guy right now. And you know, when I went to Bama. Uh, you know I, I had that same mindset going into it uh obviously i didn't get to be that guy uh you know there's a lot of great guys around me so uh the whole time i just went in and and you know i competed uh that was probably the the toughest toughest year you know that i think that i think i had playing wise uh just because it, w- it was hard day in day out uh, as far as practices meetings you know games uh not playing as much as i was used to playing but like i said i just went in day in day out I competed in practice, competing in the film room. I, I I literally did everything I could do, to try to get out on that field quicker and be able to to uh, have a big impact on the team. So um, it was definitely definitely a challenging experience for me, but I think it was something that was real humbling for me because mm-hmm. I I realized how how I how I really had to work and and really had to you know strive to to get to where I wanted to be. Um, and and it wasn't easy at all. So. That's just kind of what I went through my my first year uh, there at Bama. I got you. X-Man, when I was coming out, when I was going to
2: LSU, I knew I was going there to spend three years, and I was getting the heck up out of there. Yeah. What was your thought process, you know, going through, you know, obviously knowing that when your eligibility could possibly be up, or, like, did you ever have NFL in, in the hindsight or was it something that you was uh, solely focused on?
1: Uh, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. Um, so going into it, I knew, and that was another big reason why I chose Baylor, man, because I knew that Saban was going to be in the room with me. Um, I also knew that, uh, you know, us being able to, to get those DBs into the league, you know, there were really high chances of that. And also Saban being the coach and helping us, helping us get there. So, um, that definitely factored into it. When I went in, uh, my mindset was, you know, I want to be three and done. Um, you know and i didn't get that first year but uh, you know coming into that second year it was I, w- I was i was locked in i was locked in my first year but even more so my second year because i knew uh, what i had to do to get to where i wanted to be um but i definitely knew that that going to bama would definitely increase my chances i just had to do uh, what i need to do on the field and, and off the field also uh just being there and knowing how uh, we kind of do things with the with the school stuff, so um, I definitely knew that it would it would give me a high probability of getting to the next level. Yeah, speaking of your former
0: coach Nick Saban, we had him on the show uh, during the season. Uh, outstanding episode for the listeners and viewers that are watching us. If you missed that episode with Nick Saban, check out in the feed. You definitely won't be disappointed. He recently. This is a two-part question for you. Xavier, he recently signed a contract extension. I think it's a three or four year extension or something like that. First part of the question How long do you think Nick Saban will continue to coach at Alabama? And the second part Is there any funny stories you can share with us involving? Nick Saban and maybe you or maybe a teammate something that we don't usually see from Nick Saban because you know usually when we see Nick Saban he's in front of a microphone he's very very professional he's blunt Mm -hmm. Uh, he's straightforward but is there any fun stories you can share with us regarding Nick Saban and number one how long do you expect to see him coaching college football
1: well I think he gonna coach till he can't coach no more uh to be honest with you I think the the biggest question always been um you know how many more years he got left but I keep seeing him or everybody keeps seeing him sign these extensions and it's kind of just like, well damn, like he probably he probably gonna keep doing it until he can't. So um I think he'll do it and until until he can't no more. So uh and I think it's a great thing to see. Um I think everybody's been kind of doubting that and they'll try to throw that in into, into recruiting because they were doing that when I was a lot of other teams that were recruiting me were, you know, were saying, Oh, we'll say we not might not be there and and he's still there. So um, I think he'll he'll go as long as he can. And then for the second part, any funny stories? Uh I don't really got a lot, man. He real kind of real locked in. He he never really he joked, but he kind of joke in his own way. He yeah. uh he he real kinda he kinda socially awkward a little bit. But it's a, it's in a funny way for sure. But uh there's there's also been times where, you know, in practice, you know, he'll get he'll get on the defense because you know, of course we had we had the waddles, we had the Smitties, we had the Judy. So we have our days sometimes where you know they was they was going going at us and they were scoring real quick. So he have his days where you know he he'd be mad at us, but he ain't really have no no super funny uh super funny things happen uh while I was there.
2: Uh, yeah, we can only imagine And coach was super, super locked in during that interview we had with him uh, <laughs> a couple episodes ago. X, you had the opportunity to play against, well, practice against Jalen and Tua um, during your time in Alabama. This is a two-part question as well. What was it like practicing against those guys each and every day? And also, what do you expect out of those guys entering year two?
1: Practicing like practicing against them was difficult, man. It was uh that was a tough, those were tough, some tough days. Just to know every day you gonna get you gonna get work from them first round guys. Those are those are gonna be some great receivers in the league. So uh, just going against those guys day in and day out, it was definitely a tough uh, a challenge for for me and all the other DBs. Um, but for me, I was just more of so of uh, just kind of watching film every day, trying to figure out what their tendencies was. Uh, I, I started to kind of pick up on them uh, as as time went on. Um, and there would be days where, you know, I asked Tua, like, hey, what you looking at? Like, when you're looking at me, what am I doing that I need to do? Or what can I do to throw you off your game? Um, so we kind of asked each other, and he would ask the same thing, uh, just about, you know, what, what his looks are like, if, he, if he's looking me off, and, like just different things in his game that, Uh, he might need to switch up that I see. Uh, So we were definitely that type of group where we were making each other better at the same time. Uh, We were making sure that, you know, the talent was there. We, everybody knew the talent was going to be there, but we also trying to make sure that, you know, everybody was also getting better at the same time. So, um, those were the, the biggest things. And then as far as playing them, man, I think it's just going to be a real competitive atmosphere, man. Cause I know, I, I know J Dub, uh, Waddle, and, uh, he's a real competitive guy. Uh, I know y'all seen it in the games, mm-hmm. um, just by how he plays, uh, and Tua's competitive too. He don't talk a lot. He ain't going to say much. Um, but he gonna, he gonna do a lot. So, um, I think it will be real competitive. I think it'd be fun. Um, I actually ray Raekwon on the team too. So, I already know how he is. He's gonna be he's gonna be talking a whole bunch of trash. So we're gonna we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to bring it that game, but um it's definitely gonna be fun though. <laughs> yeah, Xavier, what, what do you say when you hear some of the criticism that Tua Tagovailoa is
0: receiving already? I mean, he just was highlighted for throwing a few interceptions in the rain. Uh it seems like people are questioning can he be a franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins? You know him personally and you know him as a baller. Uh what mm-hmm. what is your response when you hear some of the criticism that he's getting and the season has not even started off?
1: Hey, overreacting man. That's what I think. And uh, you know, I think they're overreacting. That's all that is. I mean, it's just, it's practice. So obviously in, in practice, uh, you know, I was actually reading something about what he said. It's actually the time. If he going to throw those picks, it's throw the, them practice now. Is the time to do it. So yeah, um, I, I think they're overreacting. Uh, I think he's going, he's going to do well, but like I said, it's, it's just practice. That's everybody messed up. You know, uh, I get, I get beat, you know, but it's for practice. That's what practice is for. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not tripping about it. Well, another quarterback, you know, from Alabama,
0: it seems like you guys have become quarterback you over the last few years is Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones had a video game like season last year. Granted, didn't even win the Heisman, and some felt like he wasn't even the best player on the team offensively because he had some other elite guys surrounding him that got drafted. But how surprised were you to see what Mac Jones was able to do and if you had one game, you needed to win. Everything was on the line. You needed to win. I mean, your dad bet his house on this ball game, <laughs> Xavier. He put the house and the dog on the line, and you got to go win this ball game. Which quarterback you gonna choose? Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, or Tua Tungavalo? Oh
1: man, uh, Mac. now nah, so I, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised about uh, what he did at all, man. I remember. Uh, Our freshman year, man, we used to uh, be in the same dorm. We weren't Mm -hmm. living in the same dorm, but I'd go over to their dorm. It was, uh, I think uh, it might have been Judy and Mac and somebody else. They were all rooming together, but I'd be over there, and he'll be, uh, you know, looking over, studying plays, like, 24-7. That's all he was doing. And then, you know, that that second and third year, uh, it was more of, you know, I was on the starting defense, but he was still on the scout team. And just to see how he worked every day, just to see all the all the work he put in in, in the film room and uh, out on the field, I, I didn't. I really didn't take it as any surprise, man. I think the year before, uh, when Tool was still there and people was questioning, oh, is Mac gonna? I don't know about Mac, blah, blah blah. It was a lot of questions, man. I had I had all the faith in the world, man. I knew I knew he was gonna ball. There was never a question uh, for me, just because I, I I saw the work that he put in. So I knew I knew there was no question that he was gonna ball, man. So. Um, I was, I was definitely proud of them, proud of the team, Um, you know, that they were, they were all in uh, my class, the big, the big contributors to that, to last year's team were all in my class, man. So uh, I definitely felt a part of that. Um, It was something special that they did. uh, And I was definitely happy for them. Um, And as far as uh, the QB thing, man. The the house and the
0: dog on the line, you got to win this (laughs)
1: ball game. You lose the dog and the Yorkie,
0: you lose the Yorkie in the, in the house.
1: Ah, man, I think it all just depends, man. I, I can't – honestly, I can't even choose one because um, all them guys, man, I, I love all of them as QBs. So, uh, to, to have all of them all on the same team is, is kind of ridiculous. Like, when right. we look back on it, it's, it's crazy. So, um, I think it just depends on how you want to win. Uh, that's how I say it. Uh, so, I, I'm not going to choose one. Uh, it just depends on however you want to win. You get you got a you got a selection between all three of them, so it's kind of like a picky pick your poison type of thing.
2: Well, X, I'm gonna choose one for you. I'm gonna take I'm taking Jalen. Right, I'm I'm gonna take Jalen with the dog with that with the house and the dog on the line. I'm taking Jalen.
1: Okay, hey, that's <laughs> hey that's a great pick though. The one hey hey, hey did, Pat hey, P. One.
2: The, the one thing about Jalen Hurts, all he
0: did was win though. That's it. All that's all he, he did, man. Hey, that, that he dude,
1: that, that dude there, man. That was a. That dude, he he helped me out so much. And I don't even think he, like, I never really told him or nothing like that. But that dude helped me out so much as far as a a mental standpoint, uh, just because he showed me so much in in what a leader should be. He was one of those dudes where, you know, even in the off seasons when we were conditioning, he always, you know, was the first to do everything, like everything. And it it, it was crazy to watch it happen and kind of see it, you know, but I, I learned from him. And, you know, when he left, you know, that was something that I wanted to I wanted to be the same way. Like, that that dude's dude, he's the definition of a real true competitor. Um, just how he played, how he carried himself. He never was too high. He never was too low. You never saw a time where, you know, the, them games where he got pulled or anything that happened. Like, there was no, he didn't have no type of face. It was just like, it was, it was still, he was just even killed, man. And he'll go in the game and. And still play like he was playing the whole the whole damn game. So um that dude's a true competitor, man. And uh he really he really helped me out a lot in my career there at Alabama. So we're gonna
2: fast forward a little bit. We're gonna go, I want you to take me through
1: draft night.
2: You know, take me through draft night. How was draft night? Where you were? Obviously we all all have high hopes of going, you know, first round and uh that didn't happen for you, but how did you embrace going early day two?
1: Ah man, draft day. Uh so draft day, that was probably the crazy, one of the craziest experiences that I had. I was uh I was at the crib. Obviously we had the covid situation going on. Um I had all my my family, friends, you know, pretty much everybody was over there. Um but I was at the crib. Uh you know the projections was, I was supposed to be going first round. That's kind of all I was hearing. Uh and obviously to, it was going to be 17 to the Cowboys. Sitting there, and and you know that that time was that time was you know coming up, coming up, uh, and then I didn't hear my name called. So just kind of sitting there, waiting, waiting some more time, just thinking that you know another team would take a chance on me, uh, just because of all the um, the pre-draft stuff that that the interviews and stuff when I was talking to the teams and the organizations of what they were telling me, um, and it was a couple other teams that were saying, hey, if you hear, we're gonna get you, blah blah. And you know, they they passed out on me, whatever. Um, so that whole day, it was kind of like towards the end of the to the end of the first round, I was like, I don't know, like it was kind of getting kind of like, ah, I might not make it. Um, so ended up not making it that first day, man. And that was probably the the biggest, uh, if I'm gonna be honest, that was the biggest like heartbreak like I ever ever felt, man. I it was it was uh it was shocking. Um, it threw me off uh, like hella because when you're seeing a lot of this stuff come out, um, and it's hard not to like in, in that type of moment, knowing how big the situation is and knowing mm-hmm. like what's on the line, it's hard not to look at that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's right, hard not right. to to take it in and be like, oh, like I might, I might, I might be here, I might be there. So uh, I was definitely seeing it, um, you know, it was everywhere, like I said, and and this is what was being told to me. Um, so it didn't happen. Like I said, I was heartbroken. Then next thing you know, it was kind of like a thing where, you um, know, that second day, man, I ain't, I ain't want nobody to come, come back to the crib, man. I was, I, <laughs> no, no, it, it it's, it's real though. Like, uh, yep. I was, like, um, I felt embarrassed just, just knowing all the work that I put in, uh, just knowing how much I put into my craft, just knowing that, you know, how prepared I was for the moment, and uh, just, you know, I just feel like that, the first round weight, it just holds a different type of weight. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was definitely prepared for it, but it didn't happen. Uh, I ended up talking to, talking to my fam, my mom, my dad, uh, my brother, my grandparents and my girl. And uh, it was kind of just like a thing where, you know, they thought it was best if, you know, everybody were to come back because they had been with me Mm -hmm. uh, through all the hard times before um, in my life. So uh, I decided to kind of, you know, kind of put my pride aside, man. And, and, um, you know, have them there because, you know, they were, uh, you know, they were there for me through all the bad times, through all the good times. So I wanted them there, uh, for the moment, whenever that moment came up. Um, and to go early, early second, man, when I heard my name, it was kind of just like a a big relief, um, a big weight off my shoulders. Um, I was real happy. My, my, my family was real happy. My friends were happy. So, uh, it was a good moment from there. Um, and the rest was kind of history, man. We, we had fun that night. Uh, we enjoyed it. We kicked it. Um, but at the end of the day, I knew that I still had a lot of work to do. Um, and, and, and that was still something that uh, you know, it still bothered me. Um, even when I did get drafted and heard my name, um, because I just felt like I was just disrespected a lot on a lot of different levels, especially uh knowing all the guys that they took in front of me. Um so uh that was just something that was still on my mind. Uh And, uh, yeah, like I said, I I just knew that I I still had a lot to do. Man, you make sure you allow that to bother you your entire career.
0: And allow that to bother you from the back. So it's pushing you forward. You know what I mean? That will always keep you in the right direction. And it's funny that you mentioned the Cowboys because I wasn't aware that the Cowboys are a team that you actually thought you would go to in the first round. Mm -hmm. So knowing your story, you missed the first six ball games because of an injury, clearly derailed the expectations you probably set for yourself, the expectations the organization had for you. But eventually you got into the lineup and your first career interception happened in the final game. Against the said that said Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So, anytime you face off against the Cowboys, is that a personal matchup? And secondly, what was the moment like for you getting that first career interception? Because I don't care who you are as a defensive back. I don't care if you're a starter. I don't care if you're a role player, a teams guy. Anytime you get that first interception, you're going to remember it. You're going to remember the play. But take us through that moment what what was the play call, and what were you supposed to do, and how good did it feel to finally get the interception?
1: yeah, against man. the I, cowboys at that yeah, yeah, I think everything came full circle for me, like i said that was that was supposed to be the team uh that was gonna get me uh that was the team that was talking to me a lot, you know, and they and they liked me when I was interviewing and all that stuff, so um you know missing missing those, and it was more than it was more than six, I think I missed the first uh it was like the first 10 or something like that. It was a lot. I missed a lot of games, but you missed you know, the first 10, the first 10. Yeah. 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 Uh, so coming back and, and, you know, playing well and, and, you know, I, actually my first pick was supposed to be against the Ravens, man. I was supposed to have two that game. Um, looking back at it, I, I think uh, that, that might've been like my first real game actually like being out there. So uh, I was still a little rusty, um, trying to get some rust off. Um, but, Having that pick against uh, the Cowboys, man, that was great because going into that game, I knew that I knew what we needed to do to to have a chance to even make the playoffs. I knew it was a big game going in. Um, I knew what was on the line. So for me, uh, and I and I also knew that that week I was actually playing stars. So when I came back, I wasn't even playing in my position. So I had to uh, you know learn a whole new kind of like a whole new spot. Um, just as far as, you know, what I was doing, especially coming off of an injury, not being there. Uh, so it was definitely a lot on my plate. Uh, it was stuff that I could obviously handle, but it's definitely for me, I, I take it, I take it personal. Uh, you know, every time I play the Cowboys uh, from from here on the rest of my career, um, that's just, that's just how I feel about that situation. So um, I think it was, it was definitely a hell of a, hell of a play, hell of a play call. We were in, I think we are in seven, uh, cover seven there and we were dub- I was doubling backside I think it was uh, one receiver uh, on but, that what, side cover seven for you guys is what is that like quarters is that what is that yeah it was like quarters for us we we started running it later in the season Uh we weren't running it too much at first but it was like qu- uh quarters for us but I was doubling I was actually doubling backside and you know I, I kind of just made a play on the ball because uh, the ball was actually going to the front, the three-man side. So, mm-hmm. made to play on the ball, and you know, I, I, ended, I ended the game, um, and it was a great feeling, man. I, I was, I was happy. Uh, but then I had to turn around and watch the, watch the damn Eagles um, do what they did. So, uh, mm-hmm. y'all know how that situation went. But, yeah. uh, but hey, it is what it is, man. We, we came out, we did what we had to do. We didn't, we didn't ultimately, we didn't get to where we wanted to be. So, hey, it is what it is. We We'll we get there next year. Hey
2: X, do you guys or do you feel some type of way towards the Eagles, knowing that <laughs> they did handle business in Week Seventeen?
1: I would be I would be lying to you if I said I didn't, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It was it was it was tough, man, because like I said, it, it was those were my first. Uh, I was really I should have had two that games too. Uh, one got called back, but uh, that was my first pick, and knowing the year that I had. Uh, just being injured, like pretty much the whole year, and then coming back and being being able to help my team get to where we were supposed to be, and then going home like we all celebrating the locker room, everybody happy. We like, hey, hopefully the Eagles take care of business, which I'm sure they will. It was a it was a it was a winnable game for them. Um, and actually, when I came home, man, I ain't even watched the game because I had a feeling something something like that was going to happen. It was going to be something weird going on because. They had stuff going on the whole year with the whole quarterback situation. Right. They didn't know what was going on. So I didn't watch the game. I kept score. And then actually in the DB chat, we was actually just uh, talking about it. And as the game was going on, they start just saying, like, wow, like, you know, just one word, one word response. I'm like, damn, what, what the hell? Like, what's going on? So I go look. I turn on the game and I start watching. And I'm like, like, damn, I'm like, they just about to they just about to give it up. They and gave so. It up? It gave it up, man. So, it was it was rough. It was rough to see it happen like that. But you know, everything happens for a reason. A lot of the games that we that we played last year, like a lot of the games that we lost, you know, it was all on us. Uh, it, it wasn't nothing that the other teams did. Um, so, you know, that that was kind of just what what we got at the end of it. So, we just got to be better um, as far as the little things and and uh, how we how we handle our business. You know. So talking about this. Current
0: group of guys with the Giants. You guys made a lot of additions uh, through the draft via free agency. Uh, Kenny Galladay has been added. Uh, Kadarius Tony, explosive offensive weapon, has been added. You guys been making some major moves, Xavier. What what is the vibe like? You know, with this current group of guys for 2021. How different? What's the the difference when you look at the ball club compared to what? you guys had last year with the additions on both sides of the football, adding Adoree Jackson as well to the secondary. Man,
1: how good can the Giants be this year? Man, I, th- I think we got an opportunity to be really good, man. I think uh, obviously we're going in uh, to year two. The coaches will be here year two. A lot of the players year two. So I think the chemistry is there. Like I said, we we, we just had camp and everything. The energy was great. A lot of guys, I mean, obviously it's, it's real early. Um, but you know, who just looked pretty as, good in
0: camp, uh, mini camp. Who who was kind of like standing out a little bit to you?
1: I mean, like I said, everybody. It was kind of for us. We had like a. Uh, it was kind of like shadowing, so mm-hmm. we weren't really going, uh, you know, full tilt. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But the reason why I say the chemistry part, I'm just talking about as far as just the communication of of uh, everybody was comfortable with each other. So, um, but you know, we were after practice, we would go watch film. It was just little things like that that we did. Uh, where we were, we were a lot more together um, than we were last year just because we we're a lot more comfortable with each other. Um, and like I said, a lot of the people that came in last year, they didn't go through the camps with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was certain stuff sometimes some of the players weren't there uh, at the beginning of the season. So uh, there was a lot of different pieces that were added. but uh, going through that year and then having having this off season, uh, we actually had a uh the dbs we went on the trip uh down to tampa uh logan logan ryan actually set it up for us man and uh it was it was a, it was a great trip man we were, we're down in tampa we did some db stuff db drills uh we did some bonnet stuff went out to eat uh got on got on the yacht all type of stuff so um i think uh we got a really really great opportunity in front of us man i think uh you know we we've we've jailed uh, I, I still think we got a lot of lot of room and uh, it's still a lot more to do. But as far as it goes right now, I think, uh, you know, everything's been great. And uh, I think we got a we got a great, great opportunity to do something special.
0: Hey, hey Xavier, individually, what are the, some of the things you want to work on to take your game to the next
1: level? Oh, uh, man, I always been a guy that's like every time I get that question for me, I'm like, a, I'm more like, a, I, I want to improve everything in my game. For me, I know that I'm going to be asked to play different positions. I'm going to be asked to do different things in the defense. Um, and and I pride myself on being versatile. And I, I've told you this before uh, when we've talked, um, and I pride myself on being versatile. So everything, every every little thing that I feel like I need to work on, that's what I try to do, whether that's covering, whether that's blitzing, um, you know, it's, it could be anything. Uh, so I, I kind of, just watch. I, I study my own game and I try to figure out what are what are the negatives in my game? And I try to turn those negatives into positives. So uh there will never be a time where you know, I feel like I don't have anything to work on. I think I need overall. I need to even the things that I'm really good at. I feel like I still need to improve and sharpen that up for my game. Hey, man, make sure you all don't be getting on yachts on
2: um, during the bye week. All right. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Nah. laughs> okay. that? Uh, Victor Cruz and Odell and all those guys getting in trouble uh, during the season. Um, but what do you believe the Giants have to do or be like, far as a team, to be the best team in the a, in NFC East in 2021?
1: Uh, I think we just gotta we gotta do our job, man. We gotta do the little things right situationally. Um, we gotta compete. And, you know, like I was like I was saying about last year, we just a lot of the games that we lost. It was on us. It was because we it was always the little the little small things we we'll lose, like lose about might have been a middle error or it might have been uh, somebody was a, a tad off sides, or it, it was just little things that we can always sharpen up or uh, they weren't really big. But I, th- I just think we got to do our job. We got to go in and handle our business uh, the right way. And I think, uh, like I said, I think we could do something real special.
2: Is Daniel Jones the guy? Did you see a
1: jump from last year to this year? Man, DJ is the guy, man. I, would I, know, I be seeing a lot of different stuff, but uh, you know, DJ is the guy. You know, we 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 don't we don't even really worry about uh, all the other stuff. Uh, we believe in him. Um, he believes in us, so uh, we play as a team. And and you know, we we you know, we we got his back and he got ours. So that's how we that's how we look at it. That's how we go into it.
0: I tell you this much, he got to be the guy. He better be the guy because one thing we're starting to see with these first round quarterbacks, the shelf life is not as long as it used to be. They're going to give you about three years to really show, can you take this organization in the right direction? If not, Mm -hmm. they're going to try to move on. And I think you guys have improved at every spot on the team especially if you get a healthy Saquon Barkley back. You added some wide receivers, uh, offensive line-wise, defense-wise, on all three levels, you guys have all made improvements. It's all about the quarterback, and I can tell you this much. What Herm Elwood said, Pat P, if you don't have a quarterback, that field is 150 yards. 150.
2: 150. <laughs> it's not
0: 100. It's 150 you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> but he is the def- – Daniel Jones, in my opinion, is the key to success. Yeah. He plays good football, smart football, protect the football. Everything else will work yourself out especially if you're healthy. So yeah, he has to be the guy. And hopefully he is the guy because you guys will definitely be a much improved team if Daniel Jones is doing what he's supposed to do along with everyone else. X, we're going to transition to the superlative part of of our show. Here's where we hit you with rapid fire questions. We want your honest, unbiased answer. First question for you, quarterback you want to pick off the most this upcoming season. We talked about some of the teams you play. You will play the Miami Dolphins with your teammates. A teammate Tua. Uh, you got the Eagles twice. You also got the Chiefs, the Buccaneers. You got some talented, explosive quarterbacks, but which which quarterback are you looking forward to picking off the most?
1: Mm, gotta say the GOAT, man. Uh Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Um, I, I, I missed that game last year. Um was injured. So I think uh I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. That's the that's the that's the quarterback I want to pick off the most. Gotcha.
2: Best moment as a fan. We recently saw you attend your first hockey game. And also, we know that you're a huge Chelsea fan. Who mm-hmm. just won the championship lead? What is your best
1: moment as a fan? Ah, best moment as a fan? Uh, Man, I ain't going to lie, man. It might. So I'm still trying to get out to a Chelsea game. Um, Haven't been able to do it uh, yet. I haven't had the time yet. Uh, but I definitely will do that eventually. Uh, but I say best moment as a fan was probably going to the hockey game uh, that I just recently went to. The vibe was crazy. Um, every, <laughs> everything atmosphere. was kind of huh. Playoff atmosphere. Yeah, the playoff atmosphere. It was crazy, man. Because I, that was, like I said, it was my first one. I didn't realize that hockey games was. I didn't think it was gonna be that many people, honestly. And then when I went in first, when we pulled up to the um, to the arena. It was a whole bunch of cars, and I'm like, damn! I ain't know it was gonna be like this. So, um, I think it was that was the that was the best moment as a fan. It was fun, uh, and I enjoyed it. All right, top five safeties in the NFL right now. Oh man, uh, I got to go with Mink. I like Buddha. Well, I like Tyron Matthew. What else I want to go with? I got to go with Eddie Jackson, and then. Four to five. I'm probably gonna go with uh, I'm probably gonna go with Jamal Adams, man. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna go with Jamal. There are a lot of SEC guys in there. Highlight your board, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot, a lot uh, of Alabama, a lot of Alabama guys in there too. You know,
1: no Derwin James? No Derwin James? You know, I got, you know, I gotta include them, man. I
2: got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know this is a long, long list to pick from, me, but. I gotta ask you which Alabama you think from this past year draft will have the biggest impact this year? Ooh,
0: uh you got a lot of gear. You got Jalen Waddle, Devontae, Jalen Mac, Jones,
2: Bunches,
1: Jalen, Pat Mac Sertan, Jones, Pat Sertan, Pat Sertan, Alabama, Najee. Uh, Damn, uh, I'm probably gonna go with uh the biggest impact. I'm probably gonna go with Najee. Yeah. Um I've been seeing, I've been talking to him. Uh he's he been doing doing real well. Uh, as far as I can see. Um, but I think he's gonna have the, the biggest impact. I think he's gonna be playing the biggest role, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, so I gotta go with Najee. No question. Uh, I play fantasy football. I know y'all guys don't tap
0: into that, but fantasy wise, I think he's gonna be a big time fantasy get for whatever, whatever uh, uh, individual drafts him fantasy. Cause he's gonna be a day one starter. He's gonna be a three down yeah. back. He's gonna get all the reps in the red zone, goal line. And he's gonna catch the football in the backfield. And like you said, he's been ripping it up so far. Yeah, has been doing a great job, so I I can I second that with Najee Harris. Yeah. Well, Xavier, man, it was a pleasure having you join us here. All things covered, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden. And sure. best of luck to you this season. Uh, we appreciate you joining us and you rocking the Giants gear, man. I know the Giants fans are gonna be happy to hear, hear what you have to say regarding this upcoming season because they are excited. You guys made a lot of big time additions. I know the team is ready to go, and it will be the Stadium will be filled. So this will be your first time playing first in MetLife
1: in front of people, because last year they didn't get a chance to do that. Nope. Yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. We uh we've been waiting on this moment, we've been wanting the fans to 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 get back in the in the stadium. So uh we're definitely excited. Uh we're ready for them to 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 get loud it, it'd be my first time, it'd be a lot of our first times kind of uh, being being in MetLife with fans. So It'll be fun and uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Awesome. Hey, man. Stay so, healthy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Stay,
2: stay yes, sir. Healthy, I appreciate it. Thanks again to Xavier McKinney and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace.